everyone. This is Regina. Hi, horse lovers. This is Lynn. This week on the Horse Industry Podcast. We are sponsored by Purple Power Equine. Looking to add performance, power, and balanced nutrition? Purple Power Equine has many products that will become essential in preparing your equine athlete for performance. Whether you need to help gut and hoof health or add weight, body, and dimension, Purple Power Equine can help bring success to your equine athlete. Gastro Power, Power Up. Hoof Power, Power Punch, Emergency Power. Visit purplepowerequine.com or on Facebook at Purple Power Equine. Lynn, I'm going to throw some terms out at you. Oh, is this a funny one? Oh. Not serious term. Like, I don't have to get out my Webster's Dictionary. No. Oh, actually, forget Webster's. Google? Yeah. <laughs> Spuds, marbles, cracker jacks, hanging brain. Testicles. Man tonsils, <laughs> brass clankers, rocks, coin purse, swamp nuts, Nuggets and family jewels. <laughs> How can we talk about our previous episode, Corralling the Girls, without conversely talking about the struggles that male equestrians have? This is an interesting topic. It is an interesting topic. In Do fact, we, wait, are we qualified? No, <laughs> no, we're not qualified at all. In fact, How did you do your research? Well, actually, there's, there is. People talk about this online. I was surprised. I was sitting at the kitchen table this morning and Lila was getting ready to go to school. And she said, what are you doing? I go, I'm getting ready to, Lynn and I are getting ready to record an episode. And we're doing it. I said, you remember how we did it on the chests of equestrian women? I said, well, we're going to do it on, you know, the family jewels on a guy. And Lila said, and I quote, you should have a guy equestrian come in to talk about that. <laughs> so no, we're not, we are not qualified whatsoever. But sure enough, I did dig up some information. In fact, there is a blog by a girl named Jennifer. It was published in 2013 called Early Modern Medicine. Apparently, in early modern England, Men and women were advised on how to live their best lives. And there were these books called Conduct Literature. And it offered advice to men and women on how to behave and conduct themselves so that they could become upstanding and contributing citizens. Well, as you would expect, a form of exercise that was praised as beneficial for men was horse riding. In fact, this was considered a moderate form of exercise, just like, you know, we talked about in the previous episode with women's breasts, is that it's considered a moderate form of exercise. But back then, riding a horse was linked to manliness and masculinity. One contributor said that riding a horse would make a young man's body healthy, lusty, and strong. It, lusty. Lusty. And it was not so much the physical 
exertion, although that's important, but it was the horsemanship and it was the ability to manage a strong and courageous creature like a horse. But this blog goes on to discuss that in the early modern New England era, despite the benefits of riding, medical texts painted a very different picture of the way that these equestrian pursuits could affect manliness. In their works, men were repeatedly told that riding a horse could damage a man's reproductive organs and genitalia. Most obviously, they warned men about crushing and bruising the spuds, although they didn't use the spuds as the word. In fact, there was one case where they identified a man that had his stones swollen as big as fists. Well, that would be impressive. It would be. And painful. You would think so. I mean, how did he fit those in his breeches? Well, he they had a little remedy for it. A particularly appealing type of remedy for swollen testicles back in early England was taking cow dung, dissolving it in wine, frying it with sweet butter, and placing it on the testicles. (laughs) Okay. This reminds me of an episode that we did prior to this one where about stalking and like, I'm going to guess that some woman who really disliked that gentleman (laughs) concocted that concocted that. All right. Well, so here's the awful. That's disgusting. What a waste of wine and butter. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why cow poop? I have no idea. It's it's, it's a head scratcher. The other recipe scratcher. (laughs) The other recipe is to take cow dung, seethe it in milk, and then make a plaster. And you would place the the warm plaster on the testicles. And that reduces the swelling as well. Stop it. Okay. This is true. You didn't yes. make this up. Like, no. honestly, you couldn't make this up. No, you couldn't make it up. I, I, The blog post link will be in our show notes. It is legit there. It's This is right. This is apparently what they did. So I'm going to start making this concoction because I have cattle mm-hmm. and butter. Sure. You can market wine. it. wine. Right. Like the wine I don't like. Oh, right. I'm sweet wine. We don't like this. sweet wine. Yeah. Blah. Blah. I'm going to start selling this. This is our new business. Absolutely. We're looking for investors right now. Yes. So if there's anybody that would like to invest in this business with uh-huh. Regina and I, yes. let's let's have a meeting. Yeah. We'll have a conference call and let's get started. Yeah. And we'll come up with a, a trendy name for our business. Cow dung, wine and butter. Or we'll have a an alternative option and that's the dung seed and milk and <laughs> Oh, yeah. We're, it's a we're, yeah, we're we're gonna come up with a a name for that pasty solution. That we're would be gonna fun. do this. We're gonna do this in the hip vip. Yeah, I this is definitely a, a hip, hip vip. vip. I mean, they were like for our episode on corralling the girls. Mm-hmm. Our listeners really came through with some great oh, names, and it was tough to choose. And the, again, the only reason that we chose corralling the girls was because. You kept talking about the girls. I referred to them as the girls. You do. And no one knew that when we were asking for a title. So it was just automatically the best choice. So, all right. So let's fast forward into current day. 
All right. You and I don't have firsthand knowledge of this, although you are married to a cowboy. He never complains about it. I don't know. He's got it figured out. Well, apparently he or most male equestrians need to wear a jock or jockey underwear rather than boxers. That keeps everything kind of close up to their body. In addition, another approach is your riding posture. So if you're leaning forward in the saddle at all, then the men, their jewels are going to be tossed around a bit more. Ooh, and cutting. The men all lean forward. Oh, Oh, they do? Oh, you lean forward in cutting. So hmm, cutting expert men. I'll have to get some feedback from Kevin on that. Get some feedback because apparently, so when we think about riding, we typically sit up and we arch our back, which means that our crotch area is flat on the saddle. But if a man sits this way, he gets smacked where he doesn't want to get smacked. I don't know. You also need to have a self pelvis that flexes with the horse's trot and canter. So if you're super stiff through your back and your hips, the horse's movement will cause you to bounce up and down in the saddle, hurting you. She's bouncing. (laughs) (laughs) And that way you can absorb the movement. Well, and here's another thing. So if you think about it, the other problem is that we're so used to sitting in chairs that our hip joints don't open up as much as they should when we're in a saddle. So when we sit in a chair, our legs are kind of in an L shape and you can't flex very well. But if you, so you sit in a chair and then try to roll your your pelvis forward and she's showing me again. Right, like you're doing a dance movement. Well, now stand up, which I'm not gonna do, but then if you stand up with your heels directly under your hips and you try doing the same thing, your hip joints are a lot more open like you would if you're riding a horse. I don't know. But I will tell you, I found legit the funniest article called How Can a Man Ride a Horse? A Tale of the Scrotum. And this was published by Stephen Parrish in February of 2015. Apparently, he had a couple women ask, you know, when a man rides a horse, how come his testicles don't get squished? And the man was kind of like, all right, let me think about this. Well, and I'm going to quote here. A man riding a horse necessarily leans forward, at least while the horse is galloping. And this puts the bulk of the man's weight directly above his clappers. The clappers dangle from precisely that part of the rider that gets spanked unmercifully by the saddle leather. Somehow, the clappers survive to function another day. Okay. He goes on to say, and I quote, Imagine a pair of ripe green grapes securely enclosed in a cotton pouch, or even a pair of well-fed lima beans. And they're talking about putting them in a jock strap. Now place that pouch on a bench and imagine a man sitting on it, bouncing on it, hurling himself upwards so that his backside plunges down upon it again and again, pounding the soul and marl out of the nibbles within. Those sacrificial yum-yums will reduce to their constituent atoms as surely as they have been faced their tragic end under the protection of a jock strap. So the jack strap doesn't really work. I don't think the jack strap works. So I this is a, a topic. I, I have two sons that rode horses when they oh. were kids. And this is one of those things that I just turned my over to my husband and said, hey, I, I've got no advice here. Like, uh, help them out. 
Well, in reality, as I saw a lot of people chit chat about this online, in reality, the family jewels apparently just kind of slide out of the way. Okay. And once in a while in a trot, if one is hit just right, it might sting a little, but it's not like getting a baseball square to... Got it. The packet. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. There was legitimately research done, and it was published in a journal of ultrasound in medicine called Scrotal Sonographic Findings in Equestrians. Get out. (laughs) Where they did a study, they did. This the, is brilliant. Oh, I know this. The objective of this study, and I'm quoting: sports-related injuries are among the most major causes of testicular trauma. In this study, we aim to determine sonographically whether chronic urogenital trauma during horse riding increases the prevalence of scrotal sonographic abnormalities. To our knowledge, there are no studies in the literature that have focused on this topic. So they had about 26 male riders in group one, and the mean age was 31 years old with about five years of riding experience. And then group two included 26 healthy non-riding men with a mean age, again, of 31. And after a clinical evaluation, all patients underwent scrotal sonographic examination. The results, and it's really, really hard to read, the prevalence of overall scrotal sonographic abnormalities in group one which are the riders, the equestrians, okay. was significantly higher than group two. And so the study says they recommend scrotal sonographic examination of equestrians when they have a palpable mass or related symptoms, which makes sense. Right. But people are doing studies on this. Okay. Our last bit of advice is underwear for men. Clearly, when men are riding, male equestrians, there's chafing, rashes, sores, and so on. What they really need are underwear that don't bunch or move when men are riding. And they go on to say that they what you really want is a nice, tight fit. Polyester is the tried and true choice for people dealing with things like sweat and friction. Polyester underwear is form-fitting and has a tighter fit to it. And it's also super quick-drying and often wicks sweat away. Lovely. Apparently, the best men's underwear... I mean, who wants sweaty balls? (laughs) That reminds me of that Saturday night. Sweaty balls. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is only fair, too, because I mean, like, I don't want sweaty breasts. Well, no. When, no, when you run your hand underneath, yeah, and it's uncomfortable and oh, there's chafing. Right. I mean, I'm just glad to know that men have chafing. Absolutely. Underwear for Men actually invented a patented drawstring adjustable support pouch in a pair of underwear. What? Yep. This support pouch lifts up from between the legs, which means even less friction and pressure on the saddle. It goes on to say that there's no more sitting on your package if the saddle or the horse moves suddenly. So underwear for men has special underwear that supports the package. So I want to know if anybody has actually use that. And we do have 
surprisingly, and this I I love it. We do have a lot of men that listen we to our do. podcast. We do. So men, I know that you're going to be a little bit shy about mm-hmm. this, but we would love for you to get on the hip, hip vip, vip and let us know if this is raining you back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we wrap this up, I do have to tell no, you. No, we can't wrap this up. You you go ahead and say what you're going to say. Then I got to talk about something. Okay. Too. Do you know that there is a jock strap for stallions? Okay. Are we talking about like our studly men? No. Or actual the equine The equine. Stallion? Apparently, there is, there was a horse named Cuba. Bracho, who Chewbacca? had <laughs> he had he has very 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 big testicles for a stallion, and when he's and he's a hunter jumper, or stadium jumping, I'm not sure. And when he jumps, his testicles bother him when he jumps, and so his owner created a horse jock strap that is still used to this day, and you can order a jock strap for horses. In fact. The writer of the article said that she had absolutely no idea this was a thing. I mean, and I've seen hunter jumpers and different horses and different disciplines have random equipment on. And you're like, gee, I wonder what that's for. You know, apparently she was like, gee, I wonder what that strap is. We'll come to find out. You can literally buy a jock strap for your stallion horse if he has a particularly large pair of swamp nuts. (laughs) <laughs> Which would be ideal in a breeding stallion because yeah. you the larger the scrotum, yeah. the better the semen yeah. quality, right? Right. I, right. I mean, his coin purse has a lot of value. And so they want to make sure that that coin purse has the support it needs going forward. <laughs> this has been such a fun episode. So on bulls, they measure the scrotum. No. Oh, absolutely. And the bigger the scrotum on a bull, they're like, whoa. I mean, like, that's Good. A big scrotum is really good on a on a breeding bull. I thought you were being facetious. No, I am serious. They yeah. measure the scrotum. Like the scrotal size is. Oh no way! No, they post that in advertisements or oh. like when they're trying to sell a bull, they'll they'll post that. I don't think they do that with horses. I don't know. Although I will tell you that there's a number of stallion pictures through the years in magazines where you're like, wow, that's yeah. a big. That's the difference between like horse stallion marketing and bull marketing i mean like you'll want to still show picture like that's those are big that's big those cracker jacks are big that right. hanging brain yeah yeah horses they don't so much do that it's more like look at this pretty neck and look at this pretty head and they don't focus on the man tonsils no but here's what we got to talk about <laughs> okay we, gina yeah indians they rode horses bareback with a loin crop. Oh. <laughs> what in the world did those indians do with those testicles i don't know i mean first of all like in a loincloth like like do they sit on the loincloth or is like the loincloth is kind of flapping behind them because a loincloth is just like a skirt yeah it's like a a kilt like those the men from england scotland wore a kilt with no no there's no there's no jock strap there's a lot of hair on that horse both How did, how did they, I would like to know, like, if there is a, we are going to Google this and see if there is any articles out there about Indians and writing in loincloths and how they dealt, dealt with this. <laughs> so that's it. Yeah. Are we, Gina, this has been a kind of a fun topic. 
I mean, turnabout is fair play. Is that mm-hmm. a, is that a right? I was a little apprehensive to talk about corralling the girls, yet it is absolutely amazing to me how Hip Vip completely shared their stories. I mean, this is a topic that people talk about. I mean, it's a major issue for for women equestrians. And so I think it's only fair that we also think about the pair up there and the pair down there. Absolutely. When showing horses. You know, and I just I'm proud of us that we were brave enough yes. to tackle tackle the the walnuts. <laughs> To have a discussion about the brass clankers. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our story this week. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to spending more time with you and sharing stories of our industry. See you next week.